Hey, welcome to Church Alive. We hope this message is something fresh, real, and powerful for your life. Thanks for tuning in. Enjoy the message. Stand your feet, would you? Happy Mother's Day if you're a mum in the house. I'll tell you this, no one put me on stage when I was a young kid to sing. They did one time, they said, you know what? Go to the back. Sorry, I'm struggling with my, my uh, iPad here. All right, you doing good? I do want to take a moment just to honor my lovely wife, our mother of three children. Can we put our hands together for her? Not just, uh, not just beautiful on the outside, beautiful on the inside. Has literally been. My kids are super duper blessed in having her as mum, and then as a spiritual mum to many really who are close to her, but then someone who's also really um, come alongside me as we would dream together for this whole church. And she has been an absolute instrument of God's hand. So come on, one more time. Can you give her a hand? And then my mum from Australia is here. Can you give her a hand? She's blessed. Probably this church more than she knows. Just I know what a Christian is because I've been around my mum. Well, next week we're kicking off a brand new series in our church called May the Faith Be With You. Sounds a a little Star Wars-like. That's because it is. And uh, we've been doing a series in our church called The Greatest Man. And I want to talk to you along this line today, unleashing God's dream in your life. But let's read a passage of Scripture and then pray and then get into it. Mark chapter 5. Have you got your Bible? If not, there's three large ones on the screens. Mark chapter 5, Jesus got in the boat again and he went back to the other side of the lake where a large crowd gathered around him on the shore and then a leader of the local synagogue whose name was Jairus arrived. When he saw Jesus, he fell at his feet, pleading fervently with him, my little daughter is dying, he said, please come and lay your hands on her so so she can live. Jesus went with him and all the people followed crowding around him and a woman in the crowd had suffered for 12 years with constant bleeding. She had suffered a great deal from many doctors. Someone say many doctors. And over the years she had spent everything. Someone say everything. She had to pay them but she had gotten no better. In fact, she even got worse. She had heard about Jesus. So she came up behind him through the crowd and touched his robe for she thought to herself, some translations say she kept saying to herself, if I can just touch his robe, I will be healed immediately. Someone say right away. The bleeding stopped and she could feel in her body that she'd been healed of a terrible condition. Jesus realized that power had gone out and he said, who touched me? And his disciples look at him and say, you crazy. Verse 32. But he kept on looking around to see who had done it. And then the frightened woman, trembling at the realization of what had happened to her, came and fell to her knees in front of him and told him what she had done. And then she said, uh, sorry, he said to her, daughter, someone say daughter. Someone say your faith has made you well. Come on, let's pray. Father, I just thank you. Every man, every woman within the sound of my voice, Holy Spirit. We need you. I invite your presence. I know it's already here right now. Touch every man, every woman, every mother today. Bless each one. Bless them, I pray. 
Holy Spirit, flow through your servant into your sons and daughters. Let faith arise in this, in this service. Lord, I pray that the dreams of God would be in this service. Lord, I pray that some of those dreams, that they're not from you, they're just a distraction. They'd even die today. But Lord, that dreams, God's dreams, would be in this house in the mighty name of Jesus. Come on, let's declare this together. Jesus, thank you. You have something for me. Anoint me to do it. I can be what you want me to be. I declare today, my heart is open. My mind is open to your word. May I never be the same. Come on, give the Lord a great hand in the house of God. Come on. Amen. Can we thank our worship team? Thank you, guys. Grab your seat, slap your neighbor, tell him you look good. Turn to your other neighbor that obviously you ignored already and tell them, you absolutely look amazing because they were actually starting to feel a little rejected. I want to talk to you today about unleashing God's dream in your life because I truly believe this, that God is the giver of dreams, God is the sustainer of dreams, God is the restorer of dreams, and I believe this, if you're alive on planet earth, then God still has a plan for you, and that plan may be in the form of a dream, a picture. A dream is simply this, a picture of what, it, or what yet can be. Do you believe that? And I believe this, that the house of God should be a place of dreams. The house of God should be a place of dreams. Let me tell you a couple of stories. So um, I'm a dad of three, 10, eight, and almost four, four in a couple of days. And sometimes my kids will ask me, Daddy, can we sleep in your bed? And I'm normally like, no, sleep in your own bed, you know, just for many reasons. And... Um, and then, and, and sometimes I'll give in, like, all right, sleep on my bed. And then by the time I go to bed, I carry my kids out, which, which weirdly enough, like, makes me nervous because I'm like, wait, they don't even wake up, which tells me that, like, someone could come on my house, break in and pick me up and just walk me out and put me in a car and I wouldn't wake up. Like, that's just a random insight into my brain. <laughs> anyway... I often pick up my daughter, and when I pick up my daughter, for some reason, she always like says stuff. But she's dreaming. She's she's thinking. So I pick her up, and she's like, yeah, 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 yeah. And I'm like, wow, there's a lot going on in this dream. And I love to just kind of climb in the brain and see that dream, see what, a, what in the world is going on. Have you ever had one of those dreams, and it was so good that you want to go back to sleep and back into that dream? I was 12 years old, and I woke up, and I had a Ferrari. I had a Ferrari, and I remember being so just, like, I woke up, I was like, I have a Ferrari, and I'm like, wait, no, I have a BMX, and uh, a slightly different, and I remember actually trying to go back to sleep because I wanted to get back in the dream, because back in the dream, I had a Ferrari. Dreams are interesting things. I know when my wife must dream sometimes, because sometimes I'll jump into bed, and she's already asleep, and, and, and one time she was like, monkeys, 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 monkeys. <laughs> And I was like, okay, honey, I'm not sure I want to get in that dream. It might be a little strange. But I promise you this, this has happened for years. She'll be asleep on the couch. We might have watched TV. I'm still awake. I'm like, babe, let's, like, come on, let's go up to, to bed. And I'll wake her up. And I'm slowly waking her up. And it's just me, right? I'm just like, hey, wake up. And, and she'll slowly wake up like this. 
and, and I promise you, I'm like, what? I didn't do anything. It's like Freddy Krueger. It's like, do I look like Freddy Krueger? What happened? <laughs> Maybe she was dreaming of Thor, and then she just got me. I don't know. <laughs> when I say the word dream, what, what comes to mind it might be a bad dream, a good dream. It might be something you want to do. It might be someone you want to be or someone you want to be with. You might have financial dreams or vacation dreams or business dreams. Dreams are powerful. If you don't think dreams are powerful, understand this, that every single one of us are in here most of the time because mommy and daddy had a dream or at least a twinkle in their eye. Yeah. Dreams are powerful. They can be psychological. They can be because you ate too much pizza. They, they can be because your mind was busy. They can be because of traumatic experiences. They could be of an even more sinister nature that would be fearful or lustful. They can be all kinds of things. But how many know that God is the giver of dreams? Yeah. And he gives dreams. Dreams can be of God. Joseph saved a nation from starvation because he had a dream. Yeah. Jacob dreamed that the place that he was lying in was literally Bethel, the house of God, because he dreamed that the angels of God were ascending and descending upon it. You don't even have to be a faith person and have a dream because God may want to get your attention. Nebuchadnezzar was a king in the Bible that did not serve the God that you and I serve and you and I love, but he dreamed because God is the seeker of people. Understand, I think this is encouraging. You don't don't have to be here with the right heart. You have to be, you could be just like, you know what, I'm just showing up to church and uh, I'm, I'm, I'm pleasing someone. I want to tell you today, God is seeking you. God is looking for you. God gives a evil, evil king a dream because God wanted to get his attention. In the book of Acts chapter 2, the Bible uh, instructs us that dreams and visions are the new covenant promise of God. They are literally the language of the Holy Spirit. And God will give you dreams. God will give you something. And, and, and you should be wise with it. And you should write it down. And you should talk to a trusted friend about it. The reason Miriam and I left our, the, the, the place that we were in in Kani was because of a dream. And sometimes I've even had God give me dreams about people in our church. And God has warned me of certain people, but encouraged me on other people. God is the giver of dreams. Can I get a good amen? I tell you this, I had a man come up to me in our church. He'd been in our church about two years. And he said, Pastor Anthony, I had the weirdest thing. I had this weird dream that, that it was Sunday morning and you and Miriam showed up to our door. And we knocked on the door. That We walked inside. We sat on the couch. And he, he said, I had decided I was not going to church that Sunday. And Miriam and I were in his dream. And he said, what are you doing here? We're like, we're waiting for you to come to church. He said, I showed up to church that Sunday, and I'm telling you, that Sunday was most, one of the most significant Sundays in my life. It was like you were speaking right to me. Wow. How many know God wants to speak to you? God wants to give you a dream. God wants to give you a purpose. Yeah. But some dreams are simply in the heart because life is broken or fractured and the pain of the person's family life or personal life has caused them to want to dream for some things that you and I take for granted. If you are healthy in here, or, or if you are sick in here, how many know you dream to be healthy? If you're broken financially, how many you dream to actually one day at least have it under control? If you've been a dysfunctional 
uh, ugly relationship. How many know it's a healthy dream to dream of a healthy marriage? Right? Most marriages actually die because they lose their dream. And if you're not a forgiving person, if you don't get a, that thought of, man, I need to not just be forgiving but have a positive attitude, yeah. there's actually spots that come on the dream and you can no longer see what the dream was. But God wants you to dream again. Yeah. Can I get a good amen? amen? And we find a woman who has an issue of blood. She's been really sick for 12 years, and her dream is simple. I need to be healthy. She is broken, but what I love about this woman is that she doesn't give up on her dream. She's been disappointed. She's spent money. I guarantee she's prayed, prayed, maybe hundreds, if not thousands of prayers. God, heal me, and for some reason, there's been silence, but she kept pushing past the disappointments of life, the discouragements of life, and and like any good mother would tell you, keep going, son. Keep going, daughter. How many know mum will believe in you when no one else will? Right? You just came last in the race. And they're like, don't worry, son. One day you're going to be an Olympic athlete. I just want to let you know mama lied to you. <laughs> it was good, but mama lied. But I want to talk to you today about unleashing God's dream in your life. You should have a dream for your life. You should have a dream for your family, but make sure it's God's dream. Yeah. Make sure it's God's dream. See, one day the devil showed up to Jesus in Luke chapter 4, and he tempts him with the devil's dream for his life. The devil literally gave Jesus a picture of all the power, all the wealth, if he would just worship him. So let me say this, you can be very successful, but don't allow your success to rob your worship. Yeah. Otherwise, you get in major trouble. Yeah. Let me give you five practical thoughts today on unleashing God's dream. How many like to be taught something in church? Yeah. Hopefully, I'm going to teach you something today in church. Number one, get alone. I found this, that God shares his secrets when you're alone with him. Yeah. How many of you tell secrets to everybody? No. <laughs> right? We don't do that unless you're a little strange and we'll help you, right? <laughs> but when, when you're going to tell a secret to someone, what do you do? You get alone and you say, hey, I just want to tell you something. And I would say that the father is the same. He wants to get you alone or at least distractions off to the left, distractions off to the right. Even in corporate environments, the dream of God can be birthed in you or rebirthed in you because you're in an intimate environment. When I was first called to preach, I was 19, sitting alone, praying alone by myself, and God called me to preach. But then I would get in a worship environment, and it seemed like every time the Holy Spirit was moving, I would see myself speaking. God was confirming the dream. But you've got to get alone to dream for God. Yeah. Are you with me? Yeah. Ask yourself this question when it comes to dreams. What am I passionate about? What am I passionate about. Secondly, this thought has to be this. What has to be? What has to be? What do you, you ever notice that it's, it's not till you get so frustrated with some things that all of a sudden you're going to fix it? Yeah. Like if you look at your closet yeah. and finally you get so angry at it, you look, right, that's it. I'm fixing you. 
And sometimes you've got to get a little fired up about something. Sometimes, listen, that's why you need to come to the house of God and get stirred in your dreams. Your dreams and your passion often have to do with your pain. I was listening to a Bishop Jake's message a while ago, and I was literally at the gym, and I was doing squats, and and Bishop Jake's was like, your passion is out of your pain, and I'm doing squats, I'm like, I hear you, man, I hear you, and the weird thing was, he was really speaking to me, I started thinking about some of the stuff we're doing in church, and I'm I'm literally tearing up at the gym, and it wasn't because my legs hurt, it was because Bishop Jake's was talking to me, your passion and your pain go together. Are you with me? Then I had to shut up Bishop Jace, because how many know it's awkward if you're at the gym just doing bicep curls, just crying? (laughs) (laughs) What injustice do I hate? You know, God loves, but he also hates. He hates. Yeah, how many know if you're a mother in here, you would hate to someone hurt your kid? That's why God hates, because he hates when his kids get hurt. You want to mess with me? All right, I don't mind too much. You want to mess with my kids? You're going to find hate. Yeah. Right? <laughs> my mother, who's one of the nicest women in the world, she would love on you and so forth. And then this one little kid was picking on my kids in, in the playground one time. And my mom goes up to him and goes, come here. <laughs> she literally goes, I will rip your throat out. <laughs> And I was like, Mom, what is is wrong with you? (laughs) Come on, give that a hand. Come on. (laughs) I need to pray for that one. (laughs) Number two, unleashing God's dream, write it down. Dreams that are not written down are simply fantasies, they're wishes, right? It's not just the dreamers. Some people dream in their eyes, I'm just dreaming. Write it down. Many times businesses know this better than Christians, but it's businesses steal it from the Bible. Most times the success principles of life are actually stolen from the principles of God himself. Write it down. Habakkuk 2 verse 2 says, write down the vision and make it plain on tablet that a herald may run with it. Proverbs chapter 16 verse 3 says, commit your actions to the Lord and your what? Your what? Plans will succeed. And sometimes Christians like Matthew chapter 6, I used to do this. It's like, don't be anxious about anything. Don't be anxious. Jesus doesn't want me anxious. I just need to float around and don't be anxious. I just float... Yes, and you're like, would you do your homework or would you be on time to work? Don't be anxious. Stop it. You just need to, everyone, you just need to stop it. You can't pay your bills. Don't be anxious. It's okay. Don't be anxious. Jesus never said don't plan. Actually, God is the ultimate planner. Even before he created the world, he actually saw that it would go wrong and he planned a way that it could get fixed. God is the ultimate planner. Some people, project managers, are getting excited in here. They're like, planning, yes, planning, planning. Yeah, listen. (laughs) The truth of the dream that God gives you, the truth of the dream is that the dream goes to work on you. It it goes to work on your character. It goes to work on your work ethic. The dream of your life should be bigger than your life, but how many know the dream will challenge you? The the dreams of our life challenge our laziness. I have a dream to be amazing in shape. How many know that that doesn't just happen? 
How many know that generally, listen to me, every successful person I personally know has not just stumbled in and fell on success. They worked their way little bit by little bit and they got successful. Because it's not dreamy. No, it's plans. I'm trying to encourage someone. Sometimes you've got to write down your dreams because your dreams need to be tested. Because sometimes they're crazy. Sometimes your dreams are just dreams. They're just dreams. You're like, write it down. And later, six months later, you look at it and go, what's I thinking? This is deluded. You're like, with God, all things are possible. And you're like, with God, all things are possible. And, and, and you're five foot one and you want to be in the NBA. And you're like, with God, all things are possible. Well, unless he made you like Spider-Man, it ain't happening. How many know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Some of your dreams need to die. That may not sound very encouraging. You're like, Pastor, what do you mean? Because some dreams that you have, they're just your fantasies. Or hear me now, some dreams you actually have are solely there because you've watched so much TV. They're not your dreams. They're someone else's dreams imprinted on you. And some of those dreams actually have to die. Me, being a trampoline expert, has to die. I promise you, you'll understand in a minute. Me, being an exceptional trampolinist, this dream, I just want to let you know right now, it's over. <laughs> I want you to show one video. Of, it's not over for my son, but it's over for me. Just, uh, just here's one video. This was yesterday. Okay, so that was my son, the first time he ever did three in a row, which actually yesterday was the first time he ever did two in a row, so I was like, that's cool. And so that gave me motivation to say, you know what, the dream's still alive, people. And, and, and our worship pastor, Magno, kept encouraging me. Well, let me tell you, his voice was the voice of the devil, because I want you to see this. Come on, you can do it. <laughs> that's Magno. Okay. I have five band-aids on my toes. And I have two massive band-aids, one on this shin, one on that shin. And I wasn't sure I hadn't broken something when I first did that. I lay on there and everyone else was laughing. And here's why there's a Mother's Day. Let me tell you, everyone else was laughing. And my mother came over and prayed for me. While everyone else was laughing, come on, Mother's Day. Come on, Mom. No one likes you. Like your mum, even when she smacks you on the bum. The video of my desire to be a tra trampoline expert, that desire should die. Can I get a good amen? Yes. You know, the last time I did that two years ago, I did the exact same thing, except I ripped the net. <laughs> Some dreams need to die. You know, when our church was 100 people, our church was 100 people and I would do a leadership talk that went like this. I'd draw a line and I'd write 100 people 
And then I'd draw the next line. I'd say, here, we're going to get to 200. And I began to talk to our whole church and then our leaders about getting to 200. Once we shot to 200, I did the same talk about two years later. I drew a line, 200, and did the next thing, said 400. And I began to talk about us going to 400 as a church. And then a couple of years ago, we hit around that number. So I did the same thing, 400, line. How do we get to 800? And I began to talk to our whole church about that. But I want to tell you today, I need to start talking to our church about getting to 1600. Because it wasn't that long ago. But the average attendance, why? That's God's dream. And I find if you're faithful in the little things, faithful with 10, he'll give you 20. Faithful 100, he'll give you more. Faithful in that, he'll give you more. Are you with me? Yeah. Number three in locking, unlocking God's dream in your heart is this. Enjoy the journey. Because sometimes dreaming can almost be dangerous because you so dream about the dream is that what, you're like, one day I'm going to do this. One day I'm going to get there. 10 years I'm going to do this. 20 years I'm going to do this. But you've got to enjoy the journey. Otherwise, you'll actually find you get there. You rejoice for a couple of days, but you are a miserable person in the process. Philippians chapter 4, verse 4, one translation says, be happy in God. And then it says again, be happy. Yeah. Old, old version would say, rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I would say, rejoice. Yeah. Chase your dreams, but don't be a miserable person in the process. Yeah. Can I get a good amen? amen? Number four, don't dream alone. Don't do the dream alone. Teamwork makes the dream work. God wants to give you a dream that's bigger than you. Hear me now. God wants to give you a dream that's bigger than you. The, the, the huge amount of people that serve in our church every single weekend make this place happen. It isn't just the worship team. It isn't just the, the speaker. No, it is the massive work behind the scenes. My goodness, it is all of that and more. And, and, and so often when we dream, it's about our success. But I want to tell you today, if you'll dream God's dreams, if you'll dream heaven's dreams, do you know that God had a dream for relationship with mankind and then that was broken, but he stayed the course with that dream and then Jesus comes along and restores the dream. And Jesus, when he's talking to the to the disciples at the time, 120 people, he says the same thing. He says, go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. And do you know how ridiculous that was? 120 people in a tiny little part of the world. And, and there's no planes and there's no automobiles and there's none of that stuff. If you're lucky, you had a chariot and 120 people. See, here's the thing. God's dream never changed. God's dream doesn't change for your life. God's dream doesn't change for my life. See, God's dream for your life is always relationship. And yes, you do this and yes, you do that. You see, you can understand, for my son and my daughter, I want them to do this and I want them to do that. Guess what? Most of all, I just want them in relationship with me. I want them in my relationship with my wife. They can do everything else. And sometimes as people, we get worried so much about what am I gonna do here? What am I gonna do there? And God's like, hey, what about your relationship with me? I'll tell you this, God is the dream restorer too. Don't do the dream alone, but number five, don't give up. Actually, show this scripture first, please. Isaiah chapter 61 verse 7 says this, Instead of shame and dishonor, you will enjoy a double share of honor. I would say to so many men and so many women across this place, sometimes 
You grew up in often dysfunctional, unhealthy, sometimes broken, many times good, but many times I meet people and their family life was dysfunctional. And when it's dysfunctional or unhealthy, you actually wear, and you don't even realize it, a coat of shame. Jesus did not just come to forgive you, but listen to this. It says, instead of shame and dishonor, you will enjoy a double share of honor and you will possess a double portion of prosperity in your land and everlasting joy will be yours. I was, at a, I was at men's prayer on Wednesday morning and I was reading this verse and tears came to my eyes because I realized the journey of faith has not just been about me getting forgiveness. It's been about God restoring, 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 giving honor. Keep following, keep following, keep following because in Him is grace, in Him is forgiveness. Church alive, listen, in Him is honor. He restores it. I remember so many years ago hearing Joyce Meyer talk about this verse and she said, and for so many years, I believed for a double honor. And, and I can honestly say today, I'm, I'm so blessed. But I look back now, it's not just about God's forgiveness. It's about what God does in you. And chase His dream and chase His dream. And when you chase His dream, you know what happens? Chase His dream and honor comes restoration comes and if this woman teaches us anything about dreams number five don't give up don't give up she had every reason not to give up oh, sorry to give up every reason she spent all the money 12 years spending money and then she hears about someone restoring someone I'll tell you this Jesus is the restorer Jesus is the restorer and if we will continue to tell our story of Jesus' restoration, other people will hear it and they will get faith on the inside and they will push past the past, push past circumstance and push past into His grace and into His mercy. Come on, can I get a good amen, Church Alive? Don't give up. Mothers, man, we honour you, we love you because they teach us not to give up loving. Teach us not to give up sacrificing, not to give up serving people, not to give up just being there for someone. Yeah. My goodness, this woman teaches us that. And then Jesus looks at her and says, Daughter, your faith has healed you. Jesus is on his way to another miracle, and her faith injects her faith receives an injection from heaven. Come on, close your eyes with me. Bow your head. Father, I pray for the dreams in this church. I pray for the dreams that you want to give birth to. I want to pray, Lord, for the dreams that you want to breathe upon. I want to pray for the gifts, Father. I pray for the gifts that sit in this room, that would be a vehicle that you want to flow through. But some of them are dead and dormant right now. And in the name of Jesus, Holy Spirit, would you just breathe upon the dust that would settle on dreams, the dust that would settle on faith, the dust that would settle on hope. Would you breathe across it, Lord? And Lord, let dreams come in this house, I pray in Jesus' name. I pray some dreams would just go by the wayside. Some dreams would die. But I pray over this house, Lord, that this house 
house would be a house where people can dream for their own lives, their own families. But heaven's dream, most of all, would be in this house, I pray, in the name of Jesus. Come on, let's give the Lord a hand in this place right now. Thank you, Father. Heads bowed, eyes closed all across this place. You might have come in here today and you know, without a shadow of a doubt, you're not in relationship with Jesus. Maybe at one time you were or you've never received His grace. He loves you. If you'll reach out and touch Him, His power, His grace, His forgiveness, His healing will flow to your world. And it may not happen right away, that 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 double portion of honor. But if you keep following Him, He will restore you to be the person He created you to be. If you're here today, you've never received Him, we're going to pray a prayer, and that prayer will lead us to a person. He is the Lord Jesus Christ. The Bible says that if we confess with our mouth the Lord Jesus Christ and believe in our heart that God raised Him from the dead, we shall be saved. Saved from what? Saved from a purposeless, purposelessness life. Saved from our sin. Saved from the plan of the devil for our lives. So all across this place, we're going to pray a prayer. Come on, let's pray this prayer. Say, Jesus, thank you. I love you. Thank you for loving me. Today, I put my trust and my faith in you. May I never be the same. All across this place, where heads are bowed and eyes are closed, I'm just going to ask you to raise your hand, raise up high so I can see it, so I can pray for you. If you prayed that prayer today for the first time, would you raise your hand quickly all across this place? Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. Thank you, man. That's awesome. Those in the back there and those on the side. Those in that one in the back there. God bless you. Just put up high enough, long enough just for me to see and recognize you. That's awesome, sweetheart. Thank you. That one and that one. hand down. Father, bless every heart, every hand, every family represented in the mighty name of Jesus. And come on, Church Alive, can we put our hands together for the King of Kings? Can we put our hands together for those who said yes to Christ? If you want to hear more empowering messages and learn more about Church Alive, make sure to follow us on social media and check out our website at churchalive.tv. We hope to see you this weekend. Have a great week.